Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? It is bright and early. Coming to you, it's 8 a.m. as we are recording this live Saturday morning, the day before the game. Week 13, 49ers at Eagles. This was the game that everybody had circled as soon as the schedule came out. And, and not only, you know, 49ers fans, this was the national kind of wonderful game of the year. Not so much the 49ers versus Chiefs, even though that was huge. Lots of other matchups, they mattered. This was number one. If you rank every single preseason game at the start of the season, it was this bad boy right here. This was number one. Not just for 49ers fans, not just for Eagles fans, for so many different people out there, because it is very clear there are two distinct teams in the NFC, plus you add in the way it ended last year, in the NFC Championship, this game just means so much. What's up, everybody? Glad you're here. Hashtag CC. What's up, RTP? Appreciate you, man. Let, let's go. And we're getting the predictions in. What's up, Steven? Appreciate you guys. We got Josh. Hit that like button. I love it. Steven asked this. You know, John, do you think the refs uh, got the call right or wrong on the Hassan Reddick horse tackle? No, it was terrible. They got it wrong three times. One, it was a horse tackle because he was outside the pocket. Two, it was not intentional grounding because there was a running back in the area. And so, like, there was a wide receiver right there. Not wide receiver, but a receiving option. Eligible receiver is the language the rest would use. Yeah, I know. It was terrible. It was absolutely terrible. But to to just be fair, if we're looking at the refs and kind of what we got going on this time, you know, NFL ref stats reached out to me. I it, Awesome follow on Twitter. Alex Kemp is the officiating crew this week for the 49ers-Eagles game. Okay, like what's that mean? Well, two out of the three losses last year for the Eagles were Alex Kemp's staff. Now, I went back and looked at those games. It wasn't egregious either way to either team, any of the three games that I saw. It was just relatively normal, which is what you want. There's bad official calls in every game. Pop Warner, high school, college, NFL, doesn't matter. Bad calls happen. That's not the issue. The issue with officiating is when it's one-sided or not. That's the issue. And a lot of these games, Eagles completely one-sided. Now, to their credit, calls usually tip towards the home field whenever it's rowdy. Okay? Refs are swayed by which sideline they're up against, how loud the crowd is, all those things. And the Philly crowd's crazy. There's no doubt about that. They're insane, in fact. And so that does play a role. So do I expect it to be an evenly called game? No, I don't. I don't give a damn what officiating crew it is because you're on the road. 
there's home field advantage. It shouldn't be that way, but that's what it is. And so if the refs just aren't blatant, then I think we're going to be all right. Uh, and again, back to Alex Kemp, the 49ers are four and one, four and one the last two years with Alex Kemp as their, uh, you know, as the officiating crew. And some of those we did get, you know, we were on the wrong side of penalties for sure. But I'm hoping it's not like it's Hockley's son out there who's just that dude has no business ever wearing that officiating uniform ever again. He is just. That dude's a joke. He should be investigated every freaking week. Uh, it doesn't matter what game he's in. It's very clear he's one-sided all the time. But he's not here this week, so I don't care. Uh, what's up, Yatsik? Appreciate you, man. Hashtag CC. He says, I'm oddly confident ahead of tomorrow's game. Am I weird? No, you are not. I'm with you. You know, I, I put out the 49ers are going to be the one seed in two weeks. That's how I feel about it. Because, one... The 49ers are playing the best football in the country right now. It's not even close. Not even close. They are waylaid, wonderful opponents on the road. You blow out the Jacksonville Jaguars. They only score a touchdown. Coming off a bye week, five-game winning streak at home. I mean, they didn't even belong. Go home, take care of business against the Bucks. That was exactly what it should have been. Then you go on the road, short week, hostile environment, division opponent, Seattle Seahawks. They don't score an offensive touchdown. Whew. I mean, come on, man. You saw what freaking Geno Brady looked like against the, the Cowboys. And that's, I'm joking because I think Geno Smith sucks. But like the Cowboys made that dude look like an MVP caliber quarterback. Geno Smith sucks. He's terrible. He's tr he's terrible quarterback, but he fits against soft finesse defenses. That's where he works. That's where the Seattle Seahawks work their offense, right? Put them against somebody that wants to punch you in the face, cowers every time. We've seen Geno cower to people punching him in the face in the past. In fact, his own teammates after he ripped off a kid's uh, fundraiser. So that, that's just kind of who he is, right? Um, that's just who the Seahawks are. So whenever I, you know, whenever I said, yeah, I. You can tell I'm a little salty today. I'm salty this whole week. And everybody should be. I'm sorry. Like, I'm not an Eagles respecter at all. Are they good? Yes. Are they well coached? Yes. But as we continue through this, I'm sorry. I, I, this is not going to be nice, Chapman. And if I make it through this whole morning podcast without a few choice words, I'm going to try my hardest not to because I know there's kids listening. And I don't want to – I always want to – I don't want to exclude people because of language. There are shows that do that. There's nothing wrong with that. I, I think I let a few slip on Wayne's show yesterday. But, oh, yeah, man, I, I do not respect this group. I do not at all, and uh, don't respect that city. Don't respect any of it. Uh, just don't. What's up, Grand Day? How you doing? Hey, Sean, how we doing? Uh, and so anyway, appreciate everybody. Thanks all of you guys for coming in. This is a long one, so let, let's dive back in. 49ers get to go back to the link. You got these two teams that are by far, I think, number one and number two in the NFL as far as power rankings go. Schedule. Uh, you know, record, all those things, that kind of helps. But Eagles find ways to win, 49ers blow everybody out. That's the two different teams. So if it's close, you got to give the advantage to the Eagles, but I'm not quite sure it's going to be that. 49ers got a lot of reasons to be pissed off. The injury, but they're two different teams. It's not even that. It's 
the constant talking by both Debo's not keeping his mouth shut and has not. He's been the same guy. And I, I want Debo to be that. I don't mind trash talk. I don't mind that at all. That's not a bad thing. And like, people are like, dude, nobody messed with the Rocky statue this year. Like, nah, get that shit out. So ah, dang it. I just said, one. I don't, I don't care about no mythological movie freaking statue. I was there in 2021 when we beat them and they did the same thing. I didn't mess with the Rocky statue, but like that's not come on man like uh, i'm not a superstitious guy and i'll put something out there people are like oh you jinxed it and i'm just like man that i, I wish i had that much power <laughs> like that's just not a real thing at least you believe what you believe i don't believe that so i'm sorry i don't mind being disrespectful to this damn team Trent Williams slamming two of their dudes to the ground at the end of the game is the energy i want Dre Greenlaw has not had a personal foul in a long damn time. Not saying I want him to play dirty. I'm not. That's not what I'm saying at all. I want physicality, violence, anger, disrespect between the whistles. That's what I want. That's what they deserve. Hell, their fans can do it to children week in and week out just for wearing a different color jersey. None of their players speak out against that. That's complicit in my book. Go freaking be disrespectful to them on the field. Now, don't mess with fans. Like, just because the Eagles fans suck doesn't mean we got to suck. They're terrible humans, whatever else. Now, this is the game of the year. Now, you look at the point differential. That's huge. Uh, so far this season, the 49ers are plus 140. That's stupid good. The Eagles are plus 64. That's very good. But they've blown out a couple of teams. You know, okay, so let's look at this. The Eagles are 10-1. Okay, top five in points scored. They're averaging 28.2 points per game. That's a lot. 19th in points allowed. They're giving up 22.4 points a game. That's a lot. That's bottom 10. So their defense with what they were last year, not what they are now. That's not what they are. Not what they are. And so it's not that elite defense. Are they good? Yes. They have a great D-line, and they got one good safety. That's it. Now, their D-line, even though there's, you know, 3-4, you know, it's 3 with it's a 3-4 that shifts into a 4-3 with a wide 9, whatever. It's almost always an on-man-looking front. They've got eight good defensive linemen, and they got one good safety, but how many defensive linemen can you put out there at once? Um that's huge. Uh, Sean says, you know, can't believe as soon as this game was scheduled, they didn't make it a Sunday night or Monday night football game. They couldn't. The rotation for games picked rotates every year between the networks, and that's why this one has been protected and not flexed. This was one of the first picks. Cowboys games are almost always the first pick because uh, the TVs go towards them. But, yeah, th this one, it, it got protected. And the networks that get the early games – their rotation is just as true as ESPN or, you know, Prime or whatever you want to, you know, NBC doesn't matter. It rotates. Fox gets it one year first pick. CBS gets it one year first pick. And a lot of it's based on the money. But the rotation, the NFL will always work to make the TV networks happy way over the fans, way over the community. It's dollar, dollar bills, y'all. And that's why Goodell continues to get re-signed as the, you know, commissioners because, that dude making money. If he's good at anything, it, it's it's keeping money rolling. So that's what it is. 
right, right here, Calvin, uh, Calvin Hobbs, he says, you know, crew threw a lot of flags, most in the league, I think. I don't have that number. But, yeah, whenever I was looking back through the games, it's a lot of penalties. Refs are going to be a factor. Refs are going to be a factor. <laughs> right here, Rook. We're top two in the league, and we're not number two. That is factual. The, the, if you have anything out there that says the 49ers aren't the best team in the league, I don't know what you're watching. You're probably not watching the 49ers play. You're sure as hell not watching the 49ers destroy the Cowboys, destroy the Jags, destroy the Seahawks, just destroy the Steelers, destroy everybody. Now, yeah, they had the three games. I get that, but that's the NFL. And in the three games, the only time that it was a bad, quote-unquote, like embarrassing loss would be the Bengals. Football season may be over. But the action on the floor is heating up. Whether it's tournament season or fight for home playoff court, there's no shortage of high-stakes basketball moments this time of year. Get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app, where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious cash. And Prize Picks even offers injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players get injured. For basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player projection won't count against you, and the rest of your entry stays live. There's lots of bets. Stephen Curry, over 27.5 points. Draymond Green, will he make one three-pointer or no? Very easy things to bet. Download the app today and use code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the Prize Picks app today and use code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less, it's that easy. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. That one, you can chalk that up. That's the one that's the question mark game. Like, ooh, what, what's going on here? But they righted that shit. You look at the Eagles, you could argue they're playing some of their worst football right now. Now, the quality of opponents that they're playing, solid. You know, the last three game Cowboys, Chiefs, Bills, they beat them all. Barely, but they still beat them all. And you could cut up quarters of each one of those games, and you could say this is not a playoff team. They turn the ball over like crazy. Their defense is not sound. There's missed tackles. There's missed everything. Assignments blown continuously out there. It's one of the most simple offenses in the NFL. It's a college offense. It really, really, it's an RPO college. Hey, I'm going to play a clip later on for you guys that just talks about how this is like the most simple offense in the NFL, and that's what Nick Sirianni brings. Simple. They don't have any delay games because it is a simple call that's set up to read. This is, it's funny. 
I coached at Duncanville High School, one of the best programs in the country. We would play a team called DeSoto, another one of the best teams. To put it into perspective how good these two teams are, like they're three and a half miles apart in South Dallas. And in Texas, both teams won the state championship in the same division because they reallocate based on population, right? So, like, <laughs> the big schools go to the 6-1A, and the smaller schools in the 6A go to the 6-2A, and both teams won. But when we played DeSoto, they had two damn plays, I swear, man. And it was a zone read with a whole bunch of options on it, and they just freaking – they ran those plays like crazy. Damn good team, best athletes in the world. Now – that's what the Eagles do. It's it's more complicated than that. I'm oversimplifying, but it's pretty damn simple. There's not a lot of, oh, wonder what they're going to do, and oh, this is really complex. You look at the Niners' offense, the most pre-snap motion in the NFL. You know, every play is built off of four other plays, so if you stop this play, well, we're going to boot that, or we're going to kick that back, or we're going to run a stick nod on that. Like, everything, it's a web of plays. Where if you stop this individual string, well, there's five strings off of it that we can go with. And so uh, it, we'll see. <laughs> Appreciate you guys. Ricky says, let John cook. Michael, what's up, my friend? Excited to hang out with you guys in a short week, man. Which, let me just put this out there right now. This week, we got the Eagles. I'm not going. Uh, I'm staying home with the fam. Next week, we got the Seahawks coming back to freaking come party with us we got a tailgate going going to be a blue lot number one all you can eat drink it's going to be freaking incredible go to 49ers rush the following week party of the year which is crazy whenever you've already partied with frank gore like we've had a very very good string we had the, one of the best thanksgiving tailgates ever i don't think anybody left upset out of 350 people everybody was happy it was really really cool we're going to be down in arizona at mcfadden's with patrick freaking willis Going to be partying with us the night before. I am so pumped about that. Go get your tickets now. 49ersrushroadtrip.com. Um, it's only 20 bucks to get in. 20 bucks to go freaking Patrick Willis. You see the amount of giveaways I'm giving away? Literally $3,500 worth of giveaways that weekend, which I'm super pumped about. Um, come party with us. Uh, it's going to be awesome. 49ersrushroadtrip.com. Get your tickets. Um, excited to hang out with you, Mike. And the new misses, which is really, really cool. Uh, <laughs> Felicia says, I like spicy John Chapman. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Um, so let, let, let's look at the PFF rankings. And I got to say, shout out to my man, coach Cruz, the best of all of us. He's the executive producer of the show. He goes through week in and week out and helps build this out, which I just want to say thank you for all that he does. PFF rankings. Okay. Eagles offense overall, uh, sorry, overall, the entire team seventh in the NFL out of 32. Offense, 7th out of 32. Defense, 10th. Special teams, 10th. Very good. Like, not a bad... Like, they are well-rounded, above-average team, and consistent. The 49ers, overall, number one. Offense, number one. Defense, you guessed it, number one. Special teams, 25th. Ah, bottom 10. Special teams sucks. Just kick damn touchbacks. John Snyder, Jake Moody. And fair catch every damn <laughs> kickoff. We're going to be all right. Punt team's incredible. Field goal unit's good when the pressure's not going. Ah, this team is better than their team. It's just, that's all there is. Oh, what's up, man? We got Steven Spackeratelli's in the house. And if you don't know Steve, 
He is one of my closest friends that I started podcasting with a very long time ago, but amazing human, huge 49ers fan. He says, this is a sensitive game. The language is understood, brother. Appreciate you, Steve. Shout out to the family, man. Hope the little man's doing well. All right. Oh, this is a crazy observation right here. Um, from O-N-E says, Jake Moody, game-winning field goal kick? Wow. I'm not predicting that one. <laughs> you can predict that one all you want. I would be happy with it. I'd take that right now. If you said, John Chapman, sign right here on the dotted line. You win by a Jake Moody field goal kick. I'm signing up. You win at all costs. It, that's what it should be. I don't think that's what's going to happen, but I wouldn't be upset if it did. Grand A. Everyone keeps saying Eagles aren't playing their best football yet. I think there's just not as good as they were last season. They're not as good. Their defense sure as hell isn't. Their offense might be. But nah, it, obviously, actually, their offense isn't because they're turning the ball over way too damn much. Way too much. Oh, what's up, Michael Pickle right here. Thanks for the super chat. Can't wait. No more discussions. It's on. Winner is the best team of football. I agree. Let's go, Niners, baby. Also, can't wait for Arizona. Best Niners uh, contention there is. Keep it up, John. Thank you, man. I really appreciate that, Michael. Um, I'm pumped. I'm pumped. Um, all right, let's talk about the Eagles. And I'm going to start with my least favorite human not in the NFL. Right now, Jamal Adams is public enemy number one. That dude is just a piece of trash, uh, which I'm so pumped we get to embarrass him again next week. Uh, I don't know if you saw what he did on social media. I don't even want to give credit to that guy, but I hate Jamal Adams. Nick Sirianni. Ugh. Take a sip of coffee. I can't stand this dude. Can't stand his face. Can't stand his attitude. I just don't like him. Having said that, I do think that he is a very good coach. He keeps it very, very simple. Very simple. And his players understand it, and it works. And what works, he will stay with, which I one of my biggest critiques of Shanahan and super smart coaches is whenever they get something that works, they move away from it, and they never go back. Nick Sirianni doesn't do that. He doesn't do that. Now, he's a New York guy. Um <laughs> played at Mount Union, which I respect very much. Won three national championships at Mount Union College in Ohio. Um, was a damn good player, had a calf injury, but he started three years um, and had, you know, almost a thousand yards and 13 touchdowns. Really good player. Then he went on and played for the Canton Legends, uh, the indoor American Football League, which was cool. So anyway, about him, if we just look, his coaching career went back to Mount Union, was a DB coach, IUP wide receiver coach. Then he jumped on at the Chiefs, kind of hitched his wagons there, jumped around from the Chiefs, San Diego, Colts, and now he's got his first head coaching job with the Eagles, and he's done well. No doubt about it. Um, their offensive coordinator, Brian Johnson, another freaking he, – he, he's rising up the ranks. And one of the, my favorite things about Brian Johnson is – he was Alex Smith's backup at Utah. Uh, he was the quarterback there that was behind Alex Smith uh, during that time. And he's a Texas guy. He's outside of Houston Barrett Station High School down in Baytown, Texas. So, you know, a lot of overlaps there. He went to Utah quarterbacks coach, Mississippi State, Houston, Florida, before he jumped to the Eagles. And this dude was, you know, college everything. He's only been an NFL coach. For two years, and he's already the OC. And it was kind of a perfect pairing. You look at the the teams that he worked with. Like, I think he worked with Dak. Um, he worked with all the Urban Meyer, the Alex Smith teams at Utah. Like, this dude 
it's a perfect pairing for a mobile quarterback. It, it just kind of fit. Their defensive coordinator, the Eagles, Shane Desai. All these are young coaches, by the way. Desai's 40. Um, <clears throat> ben Johnson's 36. And Sirianni's 42. Like, th this is a young, stable coaching day because they lost both their OC and DC last year, right? So they're going through some flux there. So uh, Shane Desai, you know, he's their DC. He was, listen to this, he played in high school. He was on the state championship team with Dan Orvlosky, um up in Connecticut. So uh, that's interesting. Went to Boston, played at Columbia, played at Temple. So he's got some Philly roots for sure. As a coach, started back at Temple, his alma mater, went to Miami, Boston College, then jumped to the NFL in 2013 with the Bears um, and was there forever. It was with, there with the Bears for almost eight years. Then Seattle Seahawks, past couple years, now he's with the Eagles. So he knows the Niners. He knows the Niners. He knows how to lose to the Niners. That's all I'm going to say. Um, he did not beat the 49ers at one point whenever he was with the Seattle Seahawks. So I'm just going to throw that out there. Now, let's transition. Let's talk some injuries. Okay, let me open up the injury report here. 49ers pretty damn good. You know, I... George Odom, done for the year. That hurts special teams. Talano Hufunga, you lose an all-pro safety. That's catastrophic. The Rook has stepped in to play pretty damn well so far. It's only been six quarters, but, man, it's pretty hard to find a bad play from the Rook. He had one missed tackle that he over-pursued, but he at least turned it back inside to his help. Jair Brown's playing pretty damn good. If he could stay at that level, this defense is going to stay number one in the NFL. I, I truly believe that. Now... The injury report, Eric Armstead creeped up with the foot, but he's going to play. He came out, yep, just resting it, going to play. He's listed as questionable. Jordan Mason, questionable with a hamstring, but he practiced yesterday fully. And so that's the one. Jordan Mason's the one that I think maybe won't be active just because you don't have to have him out there. He's not getting any offensive snaps whatsoever. TDP is a great third string back. Not concerned about that at all. That would only get playing time if somebody got hurt ahead of him. But even if that is the case, not worried. And Debo, you got in reserve. Kyle Juszczyk, you got back. Not concerned. Nick Bosa showed up on the injury report with a toe, but he was limited yesterday. And on top of that, he's not even on the injury report. Ray Ray McLeod, questionable with the rib. I think we're going to have everybody. Burford's back. Trent's fine. He got a rest day. I think we have everybody that's not on IR, which <laughs> that that's crazy. Week 13. The mini buy definitely played a factor in that. Now, it's the exact opposite. Whenever you look at the Eagles, they're hurting, man. Zach Cunningham, their best coverage linebacker, has been ruled out already. I'm going to talk about that later. That is a huge, huge absence because – uh, screwed later. Let's talk about it now. Nicobe Dean, their other starting linebacker, he's on IR. Christian Ellis, who I talked about this last show, this dude is going to be starting. He has 100 career snaps. Career. This is an undrafted free agent from Idaho in 2021. He's one of the worst coverage-graded linebackers in the NFL the past three years. Shanahan is going to cook this dude's lunch. He's got 14 career tackles, four missed tackles. That's a terrible rate. He's got 39 coverage grade. I'm telling you right now, this defense, the Eagles defense has a great D line. Outside of that, man, 
You got to buyer the safety. That's it. I'm not giving credit very similarly to Debo because I watched the damn film. You watch stats and all that stuff. I don't care about that. Box scores, cool. Have fun. You turn this film on, those corners are getting cooked continuously against everybody. They gamble. Oh, all right. Sorry. I'm getting ahead of myself. Justin Evans, their safety, he's out. Um, doubtful is Dallas Goddard. He might play. He had his first full practice, but man, he had a broken forearm. I don't think he's playing this week. I hope he does because he's one of my favorite tight ends in the NFL. I think he's actually the third best tight end. Uh, I'd put, you know, Kittle and then Kelsey and then Dallas Goddard. Like, I think Dallas Goddard's that good because he's a two-way guy. So, like, if you like Kittle, <clears throat> you got to love Goddard because he's a damn good blocker and very good in the receiving game. But he's a he's a amazing blocker. Now, not only is Dallas Goddard doubtful, the third-string tight end, Grant Calcaterra, he's limited. Or sorry, he's questionable with an ankle. I, I don't know. Yeah, Jack Stoll. That, that, that's your guy. Uh, Fletcher Cox, questionable. He did not practice. So he was trending. He was practicing Tuesday. And then he just did practice at all yesterday. He's questionable. I don't think Fletcher Cox is playing. That's huge. That I, I don't think he's playing. I could be wrong there. Um, everybody else is full or limited. A.J. Brown full, Jordan Davis full, Lane Johnson full, Devontae Smith full, DeAndre Swift full, uh, Milton Williams full. All those guys are, are good to go. That's a lot of injuries. And this is a team that played over 90 defensive snaps last week in that overtime game against the Bills. They're going to be tired. I ain't even mad about it. I ain't even mad about it. Um, oh, here we go. I'm seeing, you know, Goddard is out. I have not seen that, uh, but... I, that's which way I think it is leaning. So I have not seen that. Uh, so, but thank you, Robert. I appreciate that. Matchup history 49ers lead this series. They're the better franchise. They got one Super Bowl. We got five, um, 20 to 15 and one. Now, the Eagles have won three out of the last four. Got to give them props there. Go back and look at those games Nick Mullins, CJ Beathard, Josh Johnson. The only game we've won. Was the only time we had a competent quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo, in 2021. I was there at that game, and I remember the Eagles fans leaving with about eight minutes left. And I remember this because I took a video making fun of them and posted it on social media. That's who this team is. That's who they are. That is who they are. Now, I don't want to talk much about the NFC Championship game because it was so weird, but I like this question right here from Daniel. How do we prepare for the weather in Philly? Well, Kyle Shanahan was asked about this, and he talked about it. Um, and, and so I just want to real quick, this is Kyle whenever he was asked about Brock Purdy in the rain. As after that Cleveland game, it left a lot of question marks. A wet ball is makes it harder on everybody. I think Brock, um, I've had some guys who really struggle in the rain. I've been through some situations with Brock, not just the game, but practice. But I think he's as good as any quarterback I've had in the rain. He's um, dealt with it a lot at Iowa. State, um, and I don't think there's much practicing in rain to doesn't get less slippery. So we'll just try to have an efficient one today and deal with Sunday. You know, Brock talked about how he did play one game with the glove. You know, a year or whatever he was in college. So you bring the glove. We'll see. There's currently a 55 percent chance of rain in Philly uh, Sunday game time. So. We'll just have to kind of wait and see, but it does seem like the rain's going to stop before, like, close. It's going to be almost done by the time the game starts. So we'll see what happens. 
you don't want it to rain if you're a Niners fan. If you're the Eagles, you want it to rain. That, that's very, very true. But uh, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what it is. Now, let's transition. Let's dive into our Eagles defensive scouting report. And if you are just now joining the show, I want to say thank you. You're glad you are here. Really appreciate what you do for us. You know I love Steve Wilkes. You know I've loved this hire the entire time. You know I've was really high on him, even when people were calling for his, you know, to be fired and whatever else. When Steve Wilkes steps up to the press booth and in front of the microphone, you just shut up and listen. And he does his press conferences much better than anybody else because he has something prepared. He steps up and goes off and then asks and then allows questions. Nobody else does that on the 49ers staff. Um, but this was <laughs> the opening monologue from Wilkes this week, and it is just pure gold. Wow, seems like it's been forever since we um, since we played on uh, Thanksgiving. Um, and in regards to that, it was a great performance. But I I must say that's not going to do anything uh, to help us this week. You know, we got a great opponent and uh, NFC champs. Um, great, a good football team, well coached, uh, a lot of talent across the board. Probably the best uh, offensive line that we've faced all year, you know. Um, and it starts up front with Kelsey. Um, I, I consider him to be first ballot Hall of Famer, um, outstanding player, and he really makes that show go uh, up front. Tremendous run game, does a great job in protection as well. Uh, Swift, I mean, their, their run game, as I just mentioned, is phenomenal, along with Hurts. Uh, you know, it's hard to stop. And then once you start talking about their outside threats with uh, Brown and Smith, uh, uh, tremendous threats down the field, uh, they're great after the catch for us making guys miss. So uh, there's no question we're going to have our hands full this week. There we go. Um, and uh, Sorry, I messed up. The, I think I said let's talk about the Eagles' defense. I played that. I want to talk about our defense against the Eagles' offense. I apologize if I missed on that. What's up, Yatsik? He says, John, I met you at the Philly game in 2021. I survived three Niners game at the link. Never going back. F that fan base. Except, yeah, his wife is an Eagles fan. They, they're awesome family, Yatsik. It was a pleasure, man. It was it was a pleasure. What's up, Crazy Juice? Appreciate y'all. And Kimball, yeah, Kimbrough right here. Wilkes is all class. Should have been the Panthers coach. That dude was 6-6. Six and six with that team and they let him go and it's just like oh my gosh yeah they, they messed up bad but i'm so thankful we, we took christian mccaffrey from them and we took wilkes from them uh their best player and their best coach and i ain't even mad now the philly offense third and point scored they put up points man and they, they get a lot of touchdowns not a lot of field goals but even their field goal kicker is a damn beast ninth in yards 18th in turnovers Jalen Hurts turns the ball over over once a game. He has over just by himself. That doesn't include other stuff. That's interceptions and fumbles lost. 49ers got to take advantage of that this week. Have to. Um, 21st in there. He's got 10 picks. Are you kidding me? People are talking about this dude for an MVP. It would be the most interceptions for an MVP. It, we still got seven games left. Most uh, six games left. Most interceptions already. If he won, you got to go all the way back to Peyton Manning in one of the worst statistical years ever for the NFL. Um, he won MVP with more interceptions, but we'll see what happens after this game. Now, first and first downs, they move the chains. They run the ball. If you get them in third or two, they're getting the damn first down. You can't let them get to third and two. 
you just can't with the tush push and all that stuff. We'll talk about that in a minute. 13th passing yards, 11th in passing touchdowns, 9th in yards per pass attempt, 4th in rush attempts. They run the ball, mobile quarterback, whether it's a running back, which they got a whole stable. Uh, none of them are really great, but they're good. Kenneth Gainwell, I think, is actually the best one. Swift's the dynamic playmaker, but the consistent playmaker is freaking Kenneth Gainwell. That dude could play. Fourth in rush touchdowns, eighth in rush yards, 16th in rush yards per attempt. And again, they get 4.2 yards per attempt, but they just keep running it. Third and third downs, first and fourth down conversions. Mm. That's what they do. Um and that is one of the secrets of this team is they play four down football. If they get third and two, they will quarterback sneak that damn thing twice. And so here's Kyle Shedahead just talking about the Eagles offense and that tush push and kind of, you know, what to do about it. And I kind of agree with him. Keep them out of those situations first and foremost. I know it's possible to stop, but I think it's pretty proven that it's extremely hard. So you try to keep them out of those situations and um, they do such a good job of balancing everything out with the dropbacks, the play actions, the RPOs, the quarterback run game, the regular run game. Uh, so it's, it's really impossible to stay ahead of them um, in terms of who has the chalk last. And they got a lot of answers in their run game and stuff, which could put him in some pretty good situations. So you got to be able to weather the storm when they get you. Um, let it be a first down and not a touchdown. Um, play very disciplined, very sound. And when you get your opportunity to make plays, you can't miss them. Yeah, and so you got to keep them out of that. You don't concede it, and, you know, you got some big boys of your own. You got somebody that's played against this team in Javon Hargrave that's going back, and I think that's huge. But, you know, do you play it on stopping those? You don't. Every advantage is to the offense. Every advantage. Because, one, they know the timing of the snap. Two, they're allowed to leverage their own players, push their own players. Defense can't do that. So you have two gigantic disadvantages. But also their quarterback squats 600 pounds. Like, it's you can't do that with Brock Purdy. If you just picked up Brock Purdy and put it on the Eagles offense, Tush Push doesn't work like it does with somebody that squats 600 freaking pounds. So, like, they do it well. And I hate it because I think it's just an injury waiting to happen for anybody involved. But the NFL, they have chosen to keep it. Um, I wish that they would allow the defense to leverage their players like the offense can, and then that would change. Um, but anyway. Amazing players. Best player on the field for the Eagles. Offense, defense, special teams. It's A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown is for real. That dude is a damn good player. I hope Charvarius Ward shadows him, but he's not D.K. Metcalf. You don't get in his head. You don't rattle him. He doesn't have down games. He has positive games all the time. It might be one of the best, if not the best. He's definitely top five wide receiver. Might be top three wide receiver. If somebody said he's their number one wide receiver, I wouldn't be upset about it. He's that damn good. He can win against zone. He can win against man. He can win contested. He can run the full route tree. Yards after catch, beast. I mean, he's Jamal He's Jamal Chase with 20 pounds. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he's a damn good player. And their other wide receiver ain't bad either, Devontae Smith. Now, he's built completely different. Little string. He's the slim reaper. He's tiny, tiny. Now, Shanahan talked about these two wide receivers, and here we go. We'll play. I mean, they're both true number one receivers. They're both huge threats on the outside outside of the numbers in every route. They both can run a go route and a comeback. They both can run by you. They both can go up for it. Um, and when they can do that vertically and drop their hips, that's tough on the outside. And they also can run slants and go over the middle. So um, they're two of the um, better receivers in this league. 
they're good. And you know, you when you look at the Eagles, here here's their strength, okay? Two amazing wide receivers, two amazing tackles, one of the best centers that's ever played the game in the NFL. Then you flip it to the other side. Three amazing edge rushers, three amazing defensive tackles, one good safety. You want to put Jalen Hurts in there? I don't have a problem with that wherever he fits. But that's the way their team is built. And they have these guys. They're good. They're really damn good. I I, I don't know what to say. Uh, right here, A.J. Brown only had 34 yards against us last year. Hopefully we keep it like that. Yeah, I mean, they ran the ball, I think, what was it, like 40-something times because we had no offense whatsoever. And so it was just lean on them. You know what I mean? And so they just kept running the ball. But, man, his over-under on yards, I think it's 76, around 70-something on my bookie. I, I don't I'm not betting that <laughs> over or under. I'm staying the hell away from that. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, look at this. I don't. I didn't read this all the way through. Michael says, Brock averages 23.9 passer rating over opponents' defensive average. That's DVOA. Hertz averages 3.3. The big difference. And that's the weird thing. When people talk about Jalen Hurts for MVP, I shake my head. It's the whole arsonist versus firefighter language, which we used to do all the damn time with Jimmy Garoppolo. That dude sets his own house on fire twice a game, Jalen Hurts. Interceptions, fumbles, terrible reads, drops the ball on handoffs. Terrible. Digs a hole for his team and then digs his way out of it, and everybody applauds him. He's the dude that set the damn house on fire. That's great you put it out. You started it. Jalen Hurts is a great player. He's great, and he's in the best system for him. And shout out to Nick Sirianni. They figured out how to make this work for him. But if somebody says Brock is surrounded by tools, and that's why he is what he is, and then you compliment Jalen Hurts, you're a dumbass. I'm sorry. Ah, I shouldn't have said that, but that's that's just the way it is. He has the best offensive line maybe in the past decade of the NFL and is still averaging over a turnover a game? Come on, man. Come on. Like, you cannot say Brock Purdy isn't the MVP because of the tools around him. Then you look at the best offensive line, Brown, freaking <laughs> Devontae Smith. Are you kidding me? Ah, anyway, people are not smart. Now, and again, a lot of people are smart. And if you're watching this show, I think you're part of one of those. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, I probably shouldn't have said that either. But here is RDC. And this comment, mm, I don't know if this is bulletin board material. I'll let you determine the factor of this. Uh, I, I think, number one, um, just as a person, I don't know him personally, so don't don't take this wrong. I think he just shows a lot of poise, uh, uh, very confident. You can see that over the years and what he's been able to accomplish. Uh, has a great command of that offense. And as we've seen the last couple of weeks, uh, he has the ability to never be out of it. He can bring those guys back. Uh, I think they do a great job in really putting him in position to be successful. You know, no, no slight. Uh, to this offense because uh, it's phenomenal, but you know it's a, a RPO college type deal. So you know, there's certain reads that they tell them to look for. That's why we got to do a great job on the back end and not tipping those reads off. 
Yeah, I mean, he basically said this is like the most simple offense we'll ever play against. And they have to do that, not necessarily because Hurts isn't smart. He is. I like Hurts. I really do like him. I love his press conferences. I love who he is as a person. I love who he is as a teammate. I just can't stand somebody say that dude belongs in the MVP race and then not saying the same thing about Brock Purdy. It's it's different. Like, come on, man. Like, let's be real. Brock Purdy's running the most complex offense in the NFL. Jalen Hurts is running the most simple offense in college football. Come on. With elite all around him. You put John Chapman behind the best offensive line in the NFL, I'm going to do some damage. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> but but you know what I mean? Like, come on. Let's be real. Now, my favorite matchups of this game, um, and shout out to Coach Cruz because he went through and he did this practice with me for the first time, and I freaking loved it. We do three matchups on each side of the ball. We do – so for the 49ers offense, our best advantage, their best advantage, best blue chip matchup, best on best, right? So for offense, I said their best – is Jalen Carter, their rookie, versus Jake Brindle. That's their best. And Jalen Carter already kind of came out and talking a little trash, which I ain't mad at. Um, Coach Cruz agreed with me. He put his up before I did mine. We had the same one. So I tried not to look at his, and I did mine. Um, I did see his first one. Now, our best advantage, oh, my gosh, CMC and George Kittle versus their linebackers. They are terrible. And Coach Cruz said CMC versus Morrow. Um, their other linebacker, but man, their linebackers and corners are trash. Debo's right. Ayuk's right. You could cook the hell out of them, but you can't end in the running game to do it. You got to stay who you are. Blue, uh, blue chip, best on best. Trent Williams versus, you know, Josh Sweat and Reddick. Th that's awesome. And Cruz said Ayuk versus Slay. I don't see Slay as a top 15 corner, so that's why I didn't put that one, but Slay has been that. Those are the offensive best matchups. Defensives, their best matchup, A.J. Brown versus anybody. Hopefully it's, you know, Charvarius Ward there, and that's what Coach Cruz went with was Ward versus A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown's that good. A.J. Brown is that good. Us, uh, Gibson versus Stoll. I, I love that matchup. Like, their tight end's not good. Jack Stoll's more of a blocker, but Gibson could take him away easy. Uh, Cruz said Warner versus Swift. I don't disagree with that at all. Blue chip. This is where Coach Cruz said Nick Bosa versus Jordan Mailata. I think that's their best tackle. I think he's better than Lane Johnson. Lane Johnson just false starts all the time. Hopefully they get that under control. But the career that Lane Johnson has built is incredible. But you look at play this year, Jordan Mailata is playing way better than Lane Johnson. Lane Johnson's been banked up. My blue chip matchup and my matchup of the whole game, Drake Greenlaw versus Jalen Hurts. That's it. You want to stop rushing the quarterback and all that stuff and the RPO and the zone read? Dre Greenlaw, he's my favorite 49er. He's my number freaking one. You bring some bad intentions to those conversations on the field, please, Dre Greenlaw. That dude gets fined for whatever. I ain't mad. Not saying I want him playing dirty, but I do not want Dre Greenlaw holding anything back when it comes to collision time with Jalen Hurts, bring the damn pain. Bring it. And you let them know. And don't Like I'm not saying lead with your head. That's what I'm saying at all. I'm saying don't hold back anything. Bring the damn pain, right? You be clubber Ling to their Rocky, right? What's your prediction for the upcoming matchup? 
pain, right? And there's one player in the NFL that could do it. Nobody brings it more than Dre. I want that dude mm, knocking people out. I, I, oh, man, I'm just saying. Whew, get me pumped up, man. Now, some interesting connections between this game. Shout out to Coach Cruz again. Cameron Latu, Devontae Smith, Landon Dickerson, Josh uh, Job, uh, all with Alabama. And Latu overlap with Tyler Steen and Eli Ricks as well. A lot of Alabama and uh, Georgia guys. Georgia. Charlie Warner, DeAndre Swift were together. Meanwhile, Robert Bill Jr., who couldn't see his first action, Jalen Carter, Jordan Davis, Kaylee Ringo, Nicobe Dean, Nolan Smith, they all were together at Georgia. Trent Williams, Lane Johnson, who was a tight end at Oklahoma during Trent's um, last year there. They were at Oklahoma. Marcus Mariota, Eric Armstead at Oregon. Huff and Marlon to a Peloto at USC. And Zach Cunningham, Oren Burks at Vanderbilt. Two Vandy linebackers in the NFL, uh, even though Cunningham's not playing. So let's get now. Man, I hope you've bet with us the past month. We have... Positive, positive monster. You know what I mean? We're making some money, and if you haven't bet with us yet, come on, guys. You know sports, and you pick winners all the time. So why not get paid for them at MyBookie? MyBookie has the biggest online selection of odds, contests, for all your sporting and betting needs anytime, anywhere. You can bet on NFL, NCAA, or, this is pretty fun, I love this, you can bet for the fences, um, buy on the all new money bag. So what happens is you go, it's a one of a kind type of opportunity. You just place your bet, spin the wheel and you get ready to score epic odds on teams, athletes, events, all those things. It just increases those. So it's like a bonus spin to give you even better payouts and better odds, better chances to win. All you got to do is sign up for free today. Use promo code 49ERS or scan the QR code next to me, and you can claim a deposit match of any amount up to $1,000. Again, that's promo code 49ERS to claim your deposit bonus. It's not just a sports book. It's a community. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. And as always, guys, I literally mean you can bet anywhere. I was talking to somebody, you know, over the pond over in Europe this morning about betting with my bookie. Like, it doesn't matter where you are. You can bet. It's what it is. And we we already hit our Thursday night opening teaser, so hopefully we close that one out. Um, one of my favorite bets this week, I'm doing a three-team teaser. It's a plus 10, so you get 10 points added on the spread for each one of these. I'm taking the 49ers versus Eagles. So that's plus seven. So the Niners could lose by a touchdown or less. We still get paid. Chargers plus four and a half versus the Patriots. Patriots, worst team in the NFL um, currently, in my opinion. Maybe the Panthers could be up there. And then I'm taking the Steelers plus three and a half over the Cardinals. They just got Minka back. Steelers playing with some purpose. They fired their OC. Offense is finally working. Bet 10 to win eight bucks there. Um, so you could kind of go in whatever. But if you want to see all the bets, um, the Texas game starts here in just a few minutes. But I'm going to have all the bets posted probably by halftime of that game. Um, so I'll have all those posted on the 49ersrush.com and on our Patreon channel. Links in the description of this video uh, that will be there. And Robert, I love this comment because I, I forgot about it. Let's be honest. Uh, he says, Greenlaw wants to hit Hurts hard for the Eagles fans' comments to Warner's wife last year. Yeah, uh, just them hassling her, you know, and throwing stuff at her and all that stuff. Like, you think Warner, who that's his his wife, is carrying his child now. It's going to matter to him. Dre Greenlaw, that's his best bestie. It's going to matter to him. The Eagles gave too many reasons. 
And, you know, we're going to look back on this, and I could be way wrong, and people would be like, Chapman, you're wrong, and that's cool. I'm wrong all the time. Ask my wife. Now I'm just going to beat the shit out of Philadelphia. That's just the way this looks. And you guys, if you listen to the show long enough, I close games, and, you know, I'm always respectful, or at least I try to be, but there's a few teams I just don't respect. This ain't one of them. Are they good? Yes. They're not as good as the 49ers. On offense, defense, they are on special teams. Special teams is trash. I'm sorry. And the spread going from 49ers being one-point underdogs to plus three favorites on the road against the best record in the NFL and one of the most hostile places to play for? Come on, man. Come on. And again, I'll say this. Prediction time. Let's do this. This is the best defense the Eagles will have gone against in two to three years. The 49ers have played the best defense of any team in the NFL probably the last three to four years over what we did last year. I would take this Niners defense over anything during the Kyle Shanahan era, even 2019 when we had D Ford healthy for that short window with DeForest Buckner. This team is better defensively. It's better. Now they're going to get theirs. AJ's going to do his thing. Jalen Hurts is going to get first downs. I get that. Don't let them get into third and short. Third and four or longer is key. Third and four and longer is key. Does that mean they won't convert third and fours? Yeah, they will, especially late in the game. That's what they're best at. But you got to stop their running game early. Greenlaw, I'm looking at you. I put this game on him. He is the tone setter. I want to hear the pads on the broadcast view. I want to hear the pop. I want to feel the energy. And if they get flagged for it, I don't give a damn. Don't care. Break their damn wills. Oh, let them know who you are. We didn't get that chance last year. You better take advantage of it. Now, we don't take advantage of it. Eagles win this game. I'll be the first one to say, yeah, we lost. It ain't about excuses. It's not what it's about. I don't care if it rains. I don't care if somebody gets hurt. Don't care. Sam Donald's back there. Don't give a damn. You win this game because you're better than they are. On and off the field, you're better than they are. On and off the field, you're better. So, go do what you do. They're going to turn the ball over. Jalen Hurts is going to give you plenty of opportunities. Jalen Hurts, you got to capitalize on those. So, when he turns the ball over, don't give it back to him. Play complimentary football. Don't get away from the run. I don't care if our rush attempts are going for one and a half yards per carry. Don't care. Keep running it. 25-plus rush attempts, period. Period. Because everything flows off that. Oh, Niners going to win this damn game by 11 points. 27-16. That's what I got. And I, I'm i pumped, man. I, <laughs> I could not feel more confident in this matchup. You just gave the Niners too much. You gave them too much. And, hey, we'll see. We'll see. Now, I will say this. I really appreciate you guys and thankful for y'all. We'll be going live right after the show, win, lose, draw, whatever, therapy, celebration. So make sure you turn back in. I want to say thank you to the executive producers of the show, Timothy R., David G., Philip K., Kilton Niner, 49ers, George, 365, and Coach Cruz for helping write all this. But, man, this is the game we've been waiting for, and we're about, you know, what, 27 hours away, depending on when you're watching this. Ah, go get it. 
I hate Philly. I hate that damn team. Mm. Go put them in their place. And their place is beneath us because they're a trash franchise and a trash organization with the worst damn fans of any sports group in the world. They're trash. And so I love that we get to embarrass them on their home freaking field. You suck, Philly. And for everybody else, stay strong, faithful. Nice buns, soft, fluffy, and ultra low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious ultra low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture. Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving. Plus, high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from Hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H-E-R-O dot C-O.